When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oregon State still trying to find a conference. Damian Lillard still trying to get to the East Coast. And a bunch of other stuff is going on in the Pacific Northwest that we will talk about here on the Sports by Northwest podcast. Hello, I am Aaron Fentress. I'm joined, as always, by Brenna Green. Brenna, we took last week off primarily because we were both busy. I was busy late in the week uh, taking my daughter down to Oregon for basically a preview spectacular <laughs> <laughs> extravaganza two days of <laughs> seminars for the parents uh learning all about uh oregon and so yeah i'm gonna I'm have a duck child which is you know it's kind of funny interesting does it's that feel funny. a little full, full circle for you i mean you know I, I got recognized by a few people down there two were really cool one actually worked there and she gave me a little bit of crap she said she saw me walk into one of the seminars she's like i can't believe it i can't believe it i'm like what she goes i know who you are and I go, oh, okay, how are you doing? She goes, I'm fine. You, you have a kid coming here? I go, yeah, my daughter. And she says, well, at least she has good taste. <laughs> Yo! Whoa! Yes! I, was like, I was like, no, she didn't. But she said it with a smile and she laughed. And I'm like, what's that? I, 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 like, I, I got to be friends with mean? this woman. That's my vibe right there. But I'm like, what's that supposed to mean? I don't hate Oregon. I've never been anti-Oregon. It's one of the biggest misconceptions in me. Virtually ever, every major thing that program has done in football and basketball, I literally predicted like years in advance. My, I've been Nostradamus on that freaking beat. And so to say I'm a hater is ridiculous. But anyway, whatever. I don't care. The coaches don't hate me. The ex-players don't hate me. Ex-parents don't hate me. Fans want to hate me. And some of them, that's fine. But anyway, she, she, she made a little dig. That was, that was okay. A few others I talked to were very, very nice. Um, but anyway, so we didn't have a show last week. We're back this week. The two biggest stories still in the state right now, Oregon State, what's going to happen with them, and then, of course, Lillard. Let's start with the Beavers. Brenna, break down real quick where things are, and then give me your initial take on where you think things should go for the Beavers, who, regardless of whether the Ducks sort of kind of had to make the move since everyone else was, Oregon State still getting jacked in this whole thing with the beautiful okay. facilities. Brand new, brand spanking new remodeled stadium, and they're getting left out in the cold. What's going on, Brad? Yeah, uh, there, there's not much, uh, and that's a real problem. You know, I, Scott Barnes spoke on several different shows last week and and said that he expected there to be some news soon, and he made mm. it sound like very soon. Well. Haven't heard anything yet. Um, <laughs> you know, Cal and Stanford are still doing their ACC dance. 
Um, and that really is doesn't work for everybody involved here because it's this so dance, funny. we the, the song, the song has run out. Okay, you got to make a decision because now you have these two other schools who don't really know what to do, where to go. You know, rebuilding the Pac-12 is not as easy as you think it is. I think I said this on the last pod. If you want to try to get some teams from the Mountain West, it is going to be a $34 million exit fee to get them in by next season. It will be $17 million if it's in two years. Most schools in the Mountain West don't have $17 million. The vast majority of schools do not. I would venture to say all of them don't have 34 So this is... You know, this is not as easy as as you think it is. And the more that time ticks down, the more of a precarious situation everyone is in. And the more that OSU and WSU wait on Cal and Stanford, the worse position they get put in. Uh, unfortunately, there's just not a lot of um, good options right now. For them, and I understand why they kind of have to sit and wait because their best option is to be with Cal and Stanford, and so they're kind of sitting ducks. (laughs) What a pun! Um, But yeah, this is uh, you know, uh, there's there's got to be moves made in in soon. This this can't you know at this point we've done our processing, but it's time to actually have action. And so can't the rough. Mountain West and Pac-4 merge somehow yeah. and call themselves the Pac-West? The Pac-West yeah. 15 or 16 or whatever? Just, There's a lot that- of questions about debt. How do you um, how do you divvy up like NCAA tournament money? Because you know how you get money for each school who makes the tournament and how far they go in the tournament. Right. Uh, there's some questions about all that money that the Pac-12 owes Comcast. It's a pretty hefty chunk. I believe it's like 80 million or something like that. I got to look that up to make sure. But, uh, so that's, that's not good. Um, it's a lot. The the amount that those, those Pac-12, um, uh, not officials, executives, were yeah they we're keeping was not not good okay the 50 million cited let's see here the 50 million figure cited in the pac-12 timeline of events is based on 5 million in annual overpayments from the first year of comcast's distribution agreement with the pac-12 networks through the fiscal year that ended before the mistake was discovered so that's okay 50 million excuse me <laughs> they own comcast Still. 50 million that's a lot of money. Um, so this is, yeah, I understand why it's taking a long time to move, but at the same point in time, like this is the longer you wait, the, the more precarious of a position that, that you're put in. So, so I, I think if, if Stanford and Cal go to the ACC, I think they're going to regret that. <laughs> Ultimately, Agreed. They're, going, they're going to regret that. That just, that doesn't seem tenable to me. Uh, Oregon State going to the ACC, same thing. Big 12 makes the most sense to me by far, especially go with Washington State. All four should just go, but Big 12 doesn't want any no. more teams, let alone all four. 
They don't want 20 teams in the Big 12. I, I wish there were like a governing body that like has some kind of pull and could maybe force that force te- force conferences to accept existing power five teams regardless of who moves where and just say okay well if this is happening then these teams have to go there i know it's more complicated than that but it's it's just completely ridiculous to me that this is happening to those four programs regardless of their success in football it's been up and down we get that but that's how conferences are you're gonna have teams that are up and down everyone can't be at top and plus those programs, those schools have had other programs that have been, you know, national champions. I don't know. Well, I don't know if Washington State has, but they've had teams in other sports be successful. Oregon State, obviously, yeah. baseball, Washington uh, State. basketball. Yep. What did Washington State have? I, I was saying Washington State won the Pac-12 women's basketball tournament last year. There you go. Like right, Stanford you know. didn't win it. WSU yep. did. That's right. You're right. I forgot yeah. about that. So yep. to make it all about football is, you know, it's sad to me, but I get that financially that's sort of where things go but it just you should you shouldn't be able to just leave your brethren out in the cold like this and just bail and run around to other conferences it's just unseemly but we all know college football is extremely unseemly so it just is par for the course and it's one of the reasons why i can't stand college football i like football but i can't stand college football (laughs) not only it's not it's not leaving them out in the cold it's leaving them in sub-zero temperatures it's a rough scene out there it's so horrible so what, what's your ultimate prediction there? What, what do you think is going to happen? I think ultimately, I think ultimately OSU and WSU don't have any other choice other than to go to the Mountain West. Right. I think that's ultimately what happens. Um, I have no idea what things, I, you know, I think ultimately the Pac-12 ends up disbanding. Um, I, I'm very interested to see what happens with, you know, I know that there's like emergency funds, things like that. You know, what happens with the payments from the NCAA tournament? There's there's a lot of really fascinating financial questions involved here. Uh, and, you know, we totally got into this because of the financial questions uh, when we when we decided to cover sports. But yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> but it, it it really <laughs> is it really it really is um, going to be it's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out. You know, does do the teams that didn't, you know, leave the conference somehow end up, you know, cause those payments go to the conference. They don't go to the, they don't go to the schools. They go to the conference. Right. So do those, do those schools that ended up, you know, holding out till the end, do they end up collecting all the, all the booty per se? <laughs> the booty. Yeah. So, uh, so there's, there's, we'll see. I mean, somehow maybe the PAC 12 does survive. You know, another thing that was very interesting is that Barnes said, on John Canzano's show that uh, George Klyavkov is not involved right now in any sort of discussions. Mm. Uh, so that's something. They kicked him to the curb. Uh, so do, do you think Barnes could leave for UW? We're going to talk about UW in a little bit. Yeah. AD job open. AD job is open. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> That'd be crazy. You know, my, my thought was, what if Pat Chun <laughs> leaves WSU for UW? That's... <sighs> Now you want you want to watch a land hey. uh, fan base light themselves on fire. That would be <laughs> every everyone involved is going to be looking for an escape door. Uh huh. Yes. But at every level. Yeah. So be prepared, yep. Oregon yes. State and Washington State. All right, yep. Damian Lillard. <clears throat> no new news on his front. Just talked to a source over the weekend who says that the Blazers of Miami have still not had talks uh which is whatever 
hilarious. I mean, we got we have six weeks till camp, I think. So we still got six weeks to figure things out, but still no talks there. Damian Lillard released a new album on Friday called Don Dalla. The previous Sunday, he had a show at the Roseland Theater, which I attended and wrote about. Talked to a few fans, a few super fans. Uh, Brenna, I, I was there for four hours. Four hours. So the doors are supposed the doors are supposed to open at six. I got there right about six fifteen. They didn't open the doors till like six forty. So I stood in line outside in the heat, not happy. Mm. Got in. I don't think the show started till seven thirty, seven forty five, maybe. I got some food that was out starving. Um, by the way, Roseland Theater, their chicken basket with fries. It took forever. And I was like, how long does it take to they did it like that, those were the best chicken strips I've ever had in my life. They didn't just take something out of the freezer and throw it in. Like they were really, really good. So props to them. Props to them. Absolute money. Uh, anyway, so I was there for hours. Now it was a listening party. And so I thought, and some fans I talked to thought that that meant they were just going to play the album, but we all knew there were going to be some other performers there. So Damien would maybe mm-hmm. do a couple of songs and these other performers will all do a couple of songs. Damien ended up pretty much doing almost the, his entire new album, which shocked some people. He was on stage forever. It was it was pretty interesting to watch how fans related related to him as a as a as a rapper on stage. And for the, for those I talked to, like they're like we're big they're, they're big fans of him as a player. They like his music too. They like him. So just being able to be that close to him and, and shake his hand and some got autographs and things like that uh, was just you know very exciting for a lot of them. The rappers who came out, I didn't know any of them other than Bow Wow. Everyone knows Bow Wow, formerly Little Bow Heck Wow. Yeah. He was clear, like it, it was it was clear that this guy had hits, went on tour with Snoop or whatever, performed in front of packed arenas. He just was clearly a, a touch above pretty much everyone there. Like it was almost blatantly obvious. Now I'm not trying to act like I'm some kind of rap expert. I am not. Uh, I do like some rap. I, some rap just makes me roll my eyes. And I don't want to listen to it. But uh, he, he clearly was excellent. Dame actually, you know, Dame is Dame is definitely good. He's not obviously up there with the elites, um, but he's someone who clearly works on his craft and is definitely solid. And the fans were totally into it. But it was long and it was loud. <laughs> old man yelled it was, it was long and it was loud he did see me in the in the, in the crowd he, he acknowledged me uh but yeah there it was entertaining but i kept looking at my looking at my clock at the time like when's this thing gonna end man and i was mad i didn't bring my earplugs <laughs> well i saw a picture anyway. of the concert uh-huh. And yeah. let me tell you, you could spot Aaron Fentress. <laughs> you, you saw me in the photo? Yeah, 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 yeah. You could, um, you looked a little bit different, you know, like it was, it was, it was like the easiest game of where's Waldo of all time. <laughs> Who's the bald middle-aged dude with glasses standing over there? <laughs> oh, that's Fentress. <laughs> Did I look out of place? I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hate. 
Did it seem like I was sh- like Did a chaperone? Did you feel out of place? Did I seem like I was a chaperone at one of your school dances at Jesuit? <laughs> Just making, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. <laughs> making, making sure there are no kids making out in the corner or alcohol at the Dame oh, Dollar man. Show. <laughs> well, I'm a- having flashbacks to high school right now. And I- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> let's let's so put funny. it this way. The chaperones had to break up some some dancing going on a lot in high school. That was that was the that was their main uh, that was their 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 main thing there that they had to deal with. That was that was a good time. Um. Oh my god, it was so funny. Uh, yeah, I, I I definitely felt out of place. There was one dude who was definitely my age or older who was front and center near the stage and just completely into it. But it was, it was wild. He, he he wore a straw hat and a, and a little jersey, and he was absolutely hundred percent into it. So I was yeah. Um, so power to him. But yeah, mostly everyone else were definitely twenties, thirties. But <clears throat> anyway, it was interesting. It was it was just interesting to see so many people relating to him in a different setting like that. Uh, and I spoke to uh, this woman named uh, Mika Tyler. Who have you ever met her? She's no, a, she's a she's a super fan. So she she's always at every game, and before the game, she's along the railing where the visiting team enters, and she tries to get autographs. She has like an autograph collection going, and she has all the Blazers. Mm-hmm. She gets the Blazers too, but she tries to get the, the, the incoming people. Yeah, but she has over two hundred pairs of Lillard shoes. <clears throat> Basically, wow. she buys virtually every colorway that comes out every year, and she wears them. She just she wears them with whatever outfit, so she can match any outfit she throws on. But she got there at four thirty. She was first in line. She so she stood there for two hours in ninety plus heat. She got in and she got right front center. And Lillard saw her and, and acknowledged her. He's like, "Hey, this this no one supports me as much as her. I think she has every jersey, every pair of shoes, or whatever." So that was a big big thrill for her. She was very excited because I mean she's met Dame before, but for Dame to point her out like that. Uh, she thought that was really cool and awesome, and you know, well, that is cool. I mean, that's that's cool. that, and that speaks to the connection that he he has here. Yeah, you know, it, it truly does. You know, how many other NBA super superstars are shouting out a fan in the audience saying, "Hey, right. I think you have all my stuff." Like that's so that that just once again shows how genuine of connection he has with with this community. And exactly, how I talked to I talked to a couple is. guys named named Jake and Nate, and they they were like. So they joked during their twenties. They joked about how they they each respectively took their wives to see Taylor Swift, and how this was their Taylor Swift moment. But they thought it was way better because while the concerts for Taylor Swift were in these massive stadiums, yeah, they were right up and close and personal with their their hero, and they they love his intimate. music, they love him, and you know they were just right there seeing him. They thought it was amazing. And then toward the so what, uh, Jake came up to me. He recognized me, came up to talk and talked to me. And then I thought, well, I should get their phone number so I can interview them later. And then I did. And then later on in the show, I had crept further and further closer to the stage. And then they ended up to the left of me. And Dame, someone else was rapping, and Dame was just standing like right in front of us. Mm-hmm. And they yelled out, Dame, can you sign my hat? They, they motioned for them to throw them the hat. <clears throat> and I think Nate threw his hat first. And Dame caught it, and he threw him a pen, and he signed it and yeah. tossed it back. And it was like, oh my God, this is the greatest night of my life. <laughs> Both, and then, and then Jake got his sign too, and they were just like, 
beyond excited and happy. Like it was like, oh my God, I can't believe this night is amazing. And they said they were like texting their wives about what was going on. Their wives were teasing them and stuff about how they were acting like little kids. And they actually, and they absolutely were. And they, they had a lot of fun, but that's sort of like the atmosphere, what it was like. Uh, Cause these are fans of Lillard first and foremost, because he's a basketball player, but they appreciate his art, appreciate his music. And this was a chance for them to get really, really close to him, which you never you really can't do as well no. in a basketball game. So it was interesting. That said, he, he, did, he didn't talk at all about the situation that's going on. Some fan at one point yelled out, F Miami. And Dane was like, oh, we're not going to go there. Um, so it was all just about music, hardly any of it. He, he made one comment about how like he was sweating, like he was at a Blazers game. Why he wore a hoodie sweatshirt with matching shorts, I don't know. I'm going to be on stage. He's, he's going to be hot. But you know, I guess he didn't think that was going to be a thing. Anyway, <laughs> here I am criticizing his wardrobe. But no, it was a, it was a pretty cool event. Um, oh, but I, like saw, I, said, I saw the little uh, little uh, minor kerfuffle over somebody thinking oh, that he said yeah, something different. Oh, yeah, someone tweeted that he thought he said he was sweating like a Blazers, Blazers fan. fan. Right. And I tweeted at that person. Yep, I saw. Didn't he say, didn't, no, he, twice. The first one was like, I think he said Blazers game. Yeah. I don't know if the person saw that or not, but someone else backed me up on that and the person left it up. Yep. And it got like 500,000 views. So she was getting traction with it. And then Dane called her out yep. and said, this is irresponsible. And then I quote tweeted that and said, this, that's not what he said. He said this. And then later she finally deleted. My, my thing was, if it, I don't know, maybe she didn't see what I posted, what other people, people posted. But if you see that people are saying, no, that's not what yeah. he said, you should probably delete it quick, not uh-huh. think oh, I'm getting all this traction with this um, and wait for Dame to call you out. Now, people then attacked her, which I thought was wrong. You know, she, you know, it's an honest mistake. It's tough to hear sometimes yeah. exactly what someone's saying. I can but, understand how you can hear fan instead of game. I Right, right. Um, anyway, so un- unfortunate deal there. Yeah. But anyway, so, you know, I guess the last thing, you know, uh, we got six weeks. Do you expect Damian Lillard to be in, in training camp? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. So ridiculous. Okay. So I, I, I need you to know something. <laughs> I'm not I saying you're ridiculous. Say, I'm saying it would be ridiculous. No, 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 no. I get that. Um, so here's here's my here's how I know this is all going down. Now how how this is gonna go down. Because okay. this is this is my life and this is how this works. Okay. I will be there the day of media day. Right. I am then getting on a plane that night and flying to England for a trip. <laughs> Damian Lillard will absolutely be wait, traded wait. while I'm on that trip. That is going to happen. <laughs> that is how this is going to go down. So congratulations, Blazers fans. We can look back on this in about, I don't know, what, a month and a half. And when he gets traded during those nine days that I'm gone or whatever, I can say, hello, you're welcome. Thank you. So that's how this is going to go down. There you have it. So you're not going to training camp? No. <laughs> No, I'm not going to Santa Barbara. I'm, I'm, I'm going okay, so if, if if they bring Lillard to camp and then trade him trade him during camp, fine. Yeah. If 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 that if there's some method behind that madness, you know, whatever. Mm. But if they bring him and they're planning on holding on to him and playing him and seeing what they can get by the trade deadline, to me that's just goofy. It's just you know, it's just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I don't think Dame's going to give. 100 percent uh because he won't want to be there and he won't want to get hurt and the blazer shouldn't want him to get hurt because then you really can't trade him yeah 
you know, and what are you going to get for a hurt Damian Lillard? What are you going to get for a 34 year old? You think you're going to get the same of what's on the table right now with Miami when he's 34 after an injury or even if, if he plays the whole season? I mean, it's just the whole thing is just lunacy at this point. So hopefully the Blazers have a plan and they're trying to figure things out and bring in a third team and try and maximize and squeeze as much as they can out of this before training camp. If that's the case, more power to them. Do what you got to do. But if if they try and play him this year, I've seen some people claim, well, they can they can suck with him and still get a lottery pick. Or still, it's just at some point you just have to just. Also, I just would like to say loose. that the the draft this year is extreme. The upcoming draft class is weak. Allegedly, sometimes weak. People said the weak. People said the class two years ago was weak. No, that's not that great of a class. You got Chet, Pablo, Sharp, Matherin, um, Duran looks pretty solid. Jabari Smith is going to be pretty good. I made a hundred dollar bet with some guy who said there wouldn't be one all star in this in this draft class. I'm like, you're drunk. <laughs> so maybe it's maybe it's okay, maybe it's not as good as this year or whatever. But there's 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 going to be people who are going to emerge, et cetera. So if you if you get into the top five, which I think is exactly where they're going to be if they don't have Dame, then I think they can get a pretty good player and hopefully one over six six. But we'll see. We shall see. The Sports by Northwest podcast is supported by the Grand Prix of Portland coming September 1, 2, and 3 to Portland International Raceway. So let's move on to something a little more local at the high school level, actually. Yeah. Ryan Krauser? Yes. Out of Barlow High School, who's already the owner of the world record in the shot, but just set the record at the World Athletic Championships, doing so with two blood clots in his leg. I so you use your legs a lot in the shot put. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, that's how you get you know, that's how you get some of your oomph and you're jumping as you as you throw it and you're getting that power from the glutes. Uh so yeah. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> no hyperbole. Yeah. He is the best athlete from here right now. And I did a whole thing last night on our half-hour sports show. It's like a minute thing, you know, basically about how he is not getting the flowers he deserves locally. He's better than Herbert? Is Herbert setting world records and creating his own? I mean, it's the shot put, though. Also, Herbert is from Eugene. He isn't from from the Portland area. Oh, you didn't Uh, mean the state. You didn't mean the state. You meant. I mean, you know, but, but they, you know, that's semantics. Whatever. I still think he's what he's doing is more impressive because also, like, he, this year he created his own technique for shot put, mm-hmm. and that is what is powering him to throw, uh, beat his own world records. By the way, uh, he beat his own world record. You know what? In what the world championships, he did. So, and so- not in the world championships. His world record that he set was earlier this year in LA. Um, and that but, had beaten his old world record. So he he's just he's just on he's on, on. Okay, so he set a world record. Then he goes out in the world championships. He doesn't break his own world record, but he sets the record in that meet, and he does yeah. so with. And he was point oh five meters away from tying his world record. So it's right. not like he was like that far away. It was right. like, so, it, like when when the throw came off, it looked like he was right there to to beat it. It was like, oh, did he just did he just beat that? Um, also, he won. He wore a cowboy hat. When he won his gold medal, which I just adore and love. Um, so <laughs> there he was in Budapest with a cowboy hat and his gold medal. It's incredible. Um, 
he better wear that in Paris next year. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, I just, I just don't feel like enough people like are talking about him. I mean, he's already an Olympic gold medalist. Like this is crazy what he's doing. Like he's doing things that no other human being has literally ever done. Like, and he's doing it with two blood clots in his leg and, you know, creating his own technique. And I just, I, yeah, I, I mean, Aaron, you've been around here a while, like track and field wise. Is there anybody else that kind of registers on, on this level for you? I'm sure, sure there is, but. From the Portland area? Yeah. Yeah. We need can't go on the show for that. <laughs> no one jumps to no, yeah. no one jumps to the forefront of my mind. Um <clears throat> Yeah. I mean I'm sure there are. I'm just not the right person to ask. Yeah, I and I understand that, but I mean, you know, they're just, just <laughs> it's not every day somebody from around here is is, you know. Setting world setting records, world record. and, yeah, and you know, throwing a throw 0. 0.05 meters off of his world record with two blood clots in his legs. So you know, I, I I just I hope that he becomes a more prominent name around here over the next year because I think he deserves it. And I know that you know, it's shot put. Okay, I get it. I get that this isn't you know. It's not the 100 meters, okay? Like, that's just what it is. I totally understand that. But I just feel like he deserves to be celebrated a little bit more. And that's just my own personal, that's my own personal belief. So, Okay, what about, Ashton e- what about Ashton Eaton? Okay. Ashton Eaton's pretty, yeah. From Portland. He, uh, is- he, two-time Olympic champion who holds the world record in the indoor heptathlon. Mm, yeah. It's close. It's close. That's, and that's doing that's doing multiple stuff. Yep. No, I agree with you. I Olympic with you. Games. He got two golds, two world championship golds, yep. three indoor championship goals, seven golds, one second place. He doesn't mess around bronze. He ain't got no time for bronze. So I don't <laughs> know. I got I gotta go with Ashton Eaton. What okay. high school did he go to? I thought he went to high school in Bend. He says he was born in Portland, so maybe he, so it says born Portland. So that counts. That counts. And his mother relocated to Bend later where he went to Mountain View. There we go. So maybe we have a technical problem there. Again, I don't, I should text Ken Go. Ken Go, give me like a list of 15 people. <laughs> he was the track guru in the state. Oh yeah. But regardless, regardless what you're saying, you know, whether it's the or one of the, it's still amazing. And if not for the class, he probably breaks his own record. Yeah. Right? That had oh. to have cost him a meter. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, he, he was I mean, the reason they figured out that he had um he had this problem, I mean, because he was having calf soreness and he wasn't able to train. So there's no way that he was at 100 percent throwing. There's no way. So um, nice. Looking forward to Paris next year, to say the least. Uh, it's not Paris, but you know, it's 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 I, I guess another city that's hosting an Olympic soon. Um, U Dubs AD Jen Cohen is out. She's going to USC, baby. Twenty four years. At UW, within UW's athletic department. She's been the AD since this would have been her seventh year as the AD at UW. 
Um, you know, it, I'll give them this. The Pac-12 is, it is going to give content until the bitter end, okay? Uh, I, I personally, you know, I, it's been well documented that one of the reasons why UW felt the need that they needed to make this job to, jump to the Big Ten is that they aren't in the greatest financial position right now. Mm-hmm. So this is not uh, super surprising to me that somebody's headed to USC. Uh, it is, I bet. But after 24 years in athletic department, like that's, whew, that's a place to, that's definitely an interesting place to head off to after 24 years in an athletic department, by the way, end up staying in the same conference. <laughs> um, what, what are your thoughts about her leaving? You know, <clears throat> I don't know. I, UW fans have cracked on Oregon for losing coaches, so maybe you know UO fans could crack on UW for their AD bailing for USC within the conference, even though all the team, all those teams are going to the same conference, the Big Ten. So I guess for Duck fans, they could poke a little fun at it. But there's always something bigger for for everybody, and it's just a example that USC is a bigger deal <clears throat> than UW and Oregon for that matter. Yeah. And one place is having some financial troubles, as, as you said, whereas USC, maybe not so much. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a, a step up in that world, but you know, she put in 24 years at UW. Uh, this is another opportunity for her. So more, more power to her and UW will hire someone else. Like I said earlier in the show, do they go after someone like, like Barnes? Uh, that'd be interesting if, if they if they believe what Barnes has done at Oregon State is worthy of a jump up to UW. Uh, then you seek you seek him out, and I think Barnes would bail in a nanosecond. He'd be crazy not to, yeah. Given all that's going on, but I'm sure there'll be a tons tons of other good candidates interested in that job. But you know, I mean, I don't have any earth shattering opinions on this other than can't really blame her. Yeah, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, what I know that the the Ohio State athletic director job is going to be open and, you know, Pat Shun, um, WSU's AD as an Ohio State alum. Um, and one of the reasons that kind of the wisp, you know, I, th- I think this was actually um, publicized. One of the reasons why he didn't get, I believe it was the Northwest AD job, is that they were concerned he was going to bolt for Ohio State. Um, if that job came open. So now now the Ohio State Athletic Director is officially retiring, I believe, after this season. Um, so, you know, that's that's something that's that's of interest. But uh I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if UW tried to go after him for that job too, which would uh you know, if that were to happen, and who knows if he has any interest in that whatsoever, but if that were to happen would uh set an absolute firestorm on WSU Twitter. So you know, you can't you can't help but have the uh, have the thought pass through your mind as as you you know you see a job opening. All right, who who would get this? Who would who who would uh, who would bite at this? And yeah, I think those two. You know, it's it's funny that we're talking about these two ads that are definitely in like the worst spot right now in the in the Pac-12 landscape, and yet they're two of, like the best ads in the conference right now with what they've done with their resources. They, Right. They really are. And yet, yet here we are. So yeah, it's, um, and I mean, WSU is in a worse financial spot than OSU right now, but, um, 
yeah, it'll it'll be that that is going to be a fascinating job to watch play out. You know, my my attention's like, all right, okay, USC, whatever, UW, what's that going to look like? I can't wait to watch. So that's that's uh that's the that's the next drums right there. It's the next thing I am interested in. Um, all right, and you know, finally, we don't talk a lot of soccer on this podcast. You know, it's not it's One not of us is soccer illiterate, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't claim the story goes this is this is not going to win me any fans, but it is kind of funny. Um, the story goes that my mom asked me when I was little if I wanted to go and play soccer, like if I wanted to be on a soccer team, and I looked at her and I and I don't remember saying this, but I said, "Mom, why would I want to go out on a rainy field and get all muddy and sweaty and run around with a bunch of girls?" <laughs> Like, I mean, it's not awful logic uh, as a kid. <laughs> My sports were indoors. Um, no, no elements involved. Thank you very much. Um, but last night was a truly fascinating one for the Timbers and Thorns. Timbers lose 5 nothing to Houston. They're down 4 nothing at half. I literally, the game started at 5.30. My sportscast was about... 548 ish. That's when I normally hit around in the show. I walked up from my sports cast. My sports producer looks at me and he goes, Well, you missed three goals. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, What? Wait, wait what? Combined? What? Oh, no, by one team. By one team. Um, meanwhile, the Thorns, one of their players, got a red card 18 minutes into the game. They played with 10 players the rest of the game against the number one team in the NWSL, and they came out and won. So these are two teams that are just on completely different paths right now. Um, You know, I I know that you aren't a huge soccer fan, but I do know that, you know, I think think you're well aware that the the Timbers have, you know, have, have a strong legacy. Mm-hmm. around here just just kind of uh, what is it like for you to see the kind of state that they're they're in right now because the last two years have just been whew, it hasn't been pretty i think you used the term unacceptable before we started this show right because they've been they've been so good and they've won championships but you know these things happen yeah you're right you're gonna have downswings in the sports it's just yes. part a part of life not everyone can be alabama who cheats so it's just what it is. <laughs> That's a little aside there. And so you just got to figure things out and retool things and, you know, get yourself back on track. But right now it looks like they're not even going to make the playoffs, right? Top nine make it. This is like NBA-esque here. Yeah. Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, and they're 12. They're 12, yeah. They're 12. They're 12, but they're only six points out of ninth? Seventh out of seventh. So they're, how many games are left? Um, it's <clears throat> clock's starting to tick now for sure. Um, so they, so they got to crank it up, but they're they're clearly not good enough to probably go on such a run that they would need to make to get back in. And so, you know, two, this would be two years in a row out of the playoffs, right? Uh huh. Yeah. So you know, let's see. We've got one, two. We've got ten games left, so it's it's possible. Yeah, they got, they got All right. They have. It doesn't look like, look like. I mean, who knows? Teams can get hot. So they're not out. I just I just hope that more people end up paying attention to this Lawrence team because it is the best team in Portland right now. 
So they beat the top, the previous top team, and now they're in first place. Yes. Now they're now they're running this thing. And you know there there were some there were some pains during the World Cup because they you know didn't have obviously a lot of their best players, and so there were some ups and downs. But um, one of their forwards who wasn't playing that much before the World Cup. I mean, she was playing a little bit, but um, she started starting because obviously you have Sophia Smith and Christine Sinclair gone. Um, she she scored one of the goals last night, and all of a sudden, you know, now they have like this solid third option coming off the bench that's just like, I mean, she's going to eventually probably end up coming off the bench again. Uh, that is just unreal. Her name's Hannah Bedford, and yeah, mm-hmm. she's just, I, the last month has been like, transformational i think for her so um yeah i really think that you know this is there's there's no question this is the best professional team in portland right now and i just hope that more and more people start paying attention because i mean they they're they're reigning nwsl champions they are dominating people they just won a game with 10 players. It's the first time in NWSL history that a team has won a game when they got a red card in the first half. Really? First time. Yep. First time that a team has played with 10 players for the majority of the game and won. That's how good they are right now. They're stacked. Loaded. So, yeah, I, I just... You know, I'm 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 gonna get on my I'm I'm getting on my pulpit for the second time this podcast saying, please more people. You know, I, I people do pay attention. I'm not saying people don't pay attention. I think people do. <clears throat> I think that Sophia Star is Sophia Smith. It's only a matter of time before you know she unfortunately didn't quite become the household name that I think everybody expected during this World Cup. Not totally her fault. That's what happens when your team loses in the round that they did. Uh, but I, I think that you know, as her star ascends, that's going to really help this team. And I think everybody kind of thought it was going to be now. And it's, it's not quite now, now, um, because of how everything went down. But, um, I think that, uh, she is, I, I, I just, I just, I just like, I want people to care more, <laughs> <laughs> care more. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're, well, we're, we'll, we'll just have to do some weekly updates on this squad. Then. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're crushing it. So, so are they yeah. going it again? Are they that good? Yeah. You calling they're, it back? They're going back to back. Is this, this would be they won one in a row, right? They won one in a row, but they won the last one, but not the year before that. I yeah, have no clue. Not I, even a lot. I don't think anybody has ever won back to back in WSL championships. Ooh. I think uh, well, there we go. I, I mean, the, the league's pretty pretty young, um, but that would be. Um, that would definitely be a uh, a feather in their cap, to say the least. Let's see, NWSL champion. So they're giving up one point four goals per game. That's pretty good. Even I know that's good. You know that's good. Oh, and their <laughs> and their goalies local. You only need two a game to win, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, their their goalie is a oh, Rex Button alum, so. <clears throat> right foot goals, left foot goals. Yeah, that's a little, you know, that gets a little, uh, little in the, little in the, he- in the feeds there. Two but. headers, shots on target, one twenty one, goal scores thirty six. Wow. Yeah. Oh wait, never mind. Okay, the NC Courage won back to back 
titles in 2018 and 2019. Um, okay. So you have. So they'd be the second. Yes. They would be the second team to do that. And all FC right. Kansas, Kansas City did it in 2014, 2015. I'm sorry, all my NWSL uh, historical knowledge is not, you know, 100% it's up. Lacking. But it's lacking. You got, you the Thorns have never won back to back championships. So, um, but <clears throat> they still. They've got the Washington Spirit coming up. Yes. On the 27th. Ooh. Mm-hmm. They're six, three, and seven. Um, but still the thorns, they have won three championships and no one else in the league has. So they have that. They have three. Yep. They have three. (laughs) It's like, I just have no clue. I have zero soccer. I've never, I actually, I covered UAP women's soccer for two years. Really? Mm-hmm. And I would sit there and look stuff up and study it and, and, you know, learn as much as I could. So I didn't sound completely ridiculous. And then the, I can't remember who the coach was at the time, but uh, like midway through the season, he, he thanked me for uh, clearly, you know, working to do a good job. And he said that the, uh, the players had commented on how good of a job they thought I was doing covering them. And I was like, really? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Seriously? Uh, okay. He's like, yeah. You're like, you know, you, you pay, you're paying attention. You know what's going on. You're breaking things down. You're, I go, you know, I, I told him for the season, I go, oh, the jack about soccer. He says, he says, well, I mean, you're not, you know, you're not giving deep insight into the X's and O's of it, but you're, you're covering it. And we appreciate that. And I was like, well, awesome. That's all I needed to hear. I feel good now because I was still. You know, like trying to figure things out. I, I, so someone scored a goal from the right side of the penalty box, and I wanted to say where they scored a goal from. So I called up Dimensions of a Soccer Field to see what that box was called. It's called the penalty box. Oh yeah. I was like yes, all right. I'll try to learn. Offside still messes with me. I still. Yeah, offside messes with me too. I'm not. <clears throat> so, but so that's my soccer experience, and then and then a few prep things here and there, but. Uh, that was 12, 13 years ago. I haven't traveled with them. They, they played a playoff game down at UCLA. I went and covered that. Uh, this was shortly after. I think I think I covered. I think that was the year after Rapino. Because she was there right the late 2000, like 8, 9, 10, wasn't she? 7, 8, 9. Is that all right? I think I just missed her. Anyway. So good for the thorns. I will start paying attention so we can talk about it. Since, like you said, they're the best team in Portland. <laughs> they're the best pro really team in Portland. One is one is struggling after being a champion. The other one is in complete disarray and dysfunction, about to lose their superstar and hasn't won a championship in no since this is 1977. So, all right, I'm hopping on the bandwagon with you. <laughs> All right. What else we got? What else we got here? Oh, oh, you've you've got something to discuss. The, one of the common threads throughout this entire po- podcast once again came up in the news. Aaron, have I have I have a third confession. I can't say it. You have to say it. I have to say it. Okay, uh, Larson, Larsa Pippen, and Michael Jordan's son Marcus are talking about uh, getting married. 
No! That's impossible! That's my Luke, Empire Strikes Back, learning Vader is his dad scream, which you know nothing about. I don't, you're right. Just for, for new listeners, I'm a Bulls fan. I'm originally from Chicago. I hate it when the players from my former teams that I grew up watching as a kid or teens or early 20s have any kind of beef. Pippen and Jordan have had just minor beefs, mostly with Pippen being ridiculous and jealous. It's just so embarrassing. But now, (laughs) Michael Jordan's son, Marcus, who is in his, I think he's 30, is he almost 30 or around 30, is dating Larsa Pippen, who's in her 40s, which the age thing I don't care about. Like, to me, age is just a number in most cases. In most cases. Yeah. I do think someone in their 40s, either way, probably shouldn't be dating someone 18, 19. That's just a bit weird, just because... 18 and 19 years are extremely immature. But anyway, that's another story. Uh, so their age doesn't, their age thing doesn't bother me. It's just the fact that it's, you know, one teammate's son dating another teammate's ex-wife. Larsa Pippen I mean, is 49 years old. Marcus Jordan is 32. There you go. So, so 17 years. So that means that, you know, Larsa Pippen was around when little Marcus was running around. <laughs> As a toddler, you know, it's just weird. And then they're teammates and it's just, I don't know. But you know what? If they're truly like, if they're truly in love, what are you going to do? Now, Michael Jordan was seen coming out of a restaurant or somewhere and someone asked him if he approved. He said he didn't, <laughs> uh, you know, but that's really neither here nor there. I think he ended up apologizing just, to them for that. Did he apologize for that? Yeah. Um, but that was his true feelings. I mean, he's not necessarily down for this. But, I mean, he can't complain about the age because he's dating someone way younger than – or married to someone way younger than him. Yeah. Even more so than Larsa compared to Marcus. Uh, I just hope it doesn't turn into any kind of series B. The, the bottom line, you know, Pippin and Larsa's relationship got pretty weird there. He, like most NBA stars – went astray in their relationship and she followed up by pretty much going astray as well and publicly doing so. I think she had a thing with future. Um, anyway, so it's, uh, it is what it is when the wedding goes down. If it goes down, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, well, there's no way Scotty would go. Scotty's not going. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Scotty's not going. I imagine Michael would go. I would hope so. Um, that will be heavily covered by all the entertainment and sports tabloid sites. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I may have to go on a extended vacation. Take some time to process. Into a therapy camp <laughs> to discuss this. Anyway. So, yeah, every, every time something pops, and I see it on, on Instagram or Twitter. I always DM you and tell you <laughs> and let you know what I saw. I mean, you know, they, they we're we're technically competing against them in the podcast space now. So, you know. <laughs> I'm sure that's it. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure the overlap between our listeners and the Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan podcast listeners is I mean, one and the same, pretty much, I'm sure. Anyway, regardless of my feelings about it, I do wish them well. And I mean, I think- at least, at least, at least we could say this. It's definitely for real. 
Like, that was not a publicity stunt sort of situation when we started this however many months ago. Like, this is a real thing. So there's yeah, the- if they get married, if they get married, you have to give it credit for it being real. I just want, they could parlay this into a reality show if they haven't already. Uh, so, you know, you can kind of wonder about some of that, but yep. it's gone on for a while. I mean, we'll see. I, I, I don't believe they're going to be married forever. I think it'll run its course. That's just playing the odds. Yeah, that is. Right? That's just that's just playing the odds. At some point, you know, it's going to play itself out in some direction and something will happen. So we'll see. Anyway, all right. Enough of that. It's too depressing. You have anything pop culture-wise? No, not really right now. No. Um, that the girl from Vanderpump Rules that was like you know you know we talked about a lot during the a few months ago. She is officially not returning to the show. The girl that was involved in the oh yeah scandal. She she's officially not returning, which I think is for the best. <laughs> um, yeah, the, few, the few clips I watched that was psycho stuff. Yeah, uh, you know she she just yeah she. She was like basically in a rehab uh, therapy center for like three months or something like that. And the stocks were coming back on the show, and it was, I was just like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you go into you go into this, you know, therapy center to try to better yourself, and now you're gonna come out of it and immediately go on the show like that what was all the work for, you know, like you're just going to put yourself back into the same position that you're going to put yourself back in the same situation that got yourself there. Um, right. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's sad for, for those of us that like, uh, like some tea, but um, you know, I would much rather prefer her to be healthy. Uh, and I think that that's probably the right decision. So yeah, anyways, she is, uh, she's, she's not returning. So I guess that show, We'll see. We'll see if it falls into because it was it was kind of it was like about ready to it could have been canceled. Um, <laughs> it was it was a, it was like a season or two away from being in some seriously bad territory, and uh, so we'll see if they we'll see how how it goes this 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 next season. We'll see if we we have any updates. Hopefully not for both of our sanities. So <laughs> yeah. So one thing we will get to next week though, we, we got to talk big Oregon Oregon State football. Yep. Big seasons coming up for both. Uh, they start next week. Who's Oregon State got to start? I know San Jose State. State. San Jose State. So on a know, Sunday, they both should come out swinging and win their first games. But yeah, we need, we need to start getting on that and yes. paying more attention to those two squads. Nothing would be greater than to have them face off in the Civil War for either a berth into the Pac-12 title <laughs> or what have you. That would be amazing. Amazing. That could be on. The, that could be on the line given all that's gone on, but we will definitely follow it closely throughout the season. But for today, that's it. The sports by Northwest podcast. Thanks for listening. Please hit the subscribe button and uh, we'll be back soon. Later. Later.